know one in five Americans live with a mental health problem? <laughs> that means unless you live in a cave, you know someone personally dealing with these issues. So join us and our special guests as we answer your questions, share real stories, and work to pull the curtain back on how stigma impacts our everyday lives and our communities. We believe that making a real impact happens best with candid conversations, laughter, and tears. We are your hosts, Kaylee Murphy and Josh Moore, and this is Impact Stigma. Good morning, evening, and afternoon, everybody. So we've got a big change up this year. We have got a new co-host joining us. Her name is Kaylee Murphy, and she works here at Frontier Health. She is the Director of School-Based Services. So welcome to Impact Stigma as a new co-host there, Kaylee. Thanks, Josh. I'm so excited to be here. I know this is big news for our listeners, but, you know, changes happen and it's true. We just, we have to roll with it. You have to roll with it. Yeah. And we're excited to have you. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad to be here. So one thing I've always liked to do is, you know, ask some fun questions, you know, to let people know who you are, kind of get to know you a little bit better. And I've got about five questions here for you to answer. They're all fun questions. Okay. Well, in, in all honesty, I did not read those questions because I, I truly wanted to answer on the fly. All right. That's what we're doing. So here we go. What is your favorite Mario Kart character? Oh, it's got to be Princess Peach. All right, Princess Peach. Why is it Princess Peach? I don't know. I just like her pink car and her, like, fun, outgoing you attitude, go. you know? That's yeah. very me. My favorite is Dry Bones. I don't know. I've always liked him. How come? I don't know. He's kind of an oddball character. You don't see much except for, like, in the castle levels. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I like the oddballs. Oh, I like that. The, they're over there doing their thing. They're a little different. A little different. Yeah. Cool. Cheeseburger or pizza? Pizza. Okay, what kind of pizza? Uh, I got to go with like meat lovers. That's a very good answer. That's what I like. Yeah, I'm all about some pepperoni, sausage. If it was a good wood-fired pizza, mm. it would, for me, be pepperoni, mushroom, and feta cheese. Oh, I love some feta cheese. Oh my God, I love feta. Mm-hmm. Especially it's on pizza. So good. Have you had the pizza from Domino's that has spinach and feta and uh-uh. the white sauce? I bet it's good. You got to try it. Thin crust style. It's my favorite pizza probably ever. My favorite pizza in our area is actually from Pizza Plus. Oh. And it's their barbecue chicken pizza. Yeah? Nobody does barbecue chicken pizza like Pizza Plus. Mm, I'll have to try that. It is so good. That Sounds is good. Hands down, my favorite. What is your favorite color? Yellow. That's my favorite color. Is it? Yeah, that's why I had a yellow Jeep forever. Wow, did we just become best friends? Did we just do that? I love that. I love yellow. <laughs> it's so happy. What's your favorite hobby? Oh, that's a tough one. I have a lot of hobbies. All right, so let's tell your let's tell everybody some of your hobbies. Okay, so we have horses. Okay, we have nine right now, and a few on the way. That's a lot of horses. It is. It is, and we uh, we do a horse show at our farm. So that's a lot of work. It is a lot of work, but it's very exciting and it's very rewarding, and and we really like it. So. We trail ride and camp a lot, so that's a fun family hobby. You're also a musician. Yes, I do love, love, love bluegrass music. That's right. I play guitar and sing, and I co-host a bluegrass radio show every Wednesday evening. So what's the radio show? It is the Bluegrass Connection Uh on 93.5 WAXM over in Norton, Virginia. All right, guys, so if you're in the Norton area and her voice sounds familiar... Yep. It's because the same person. Absolutely. Yeah, so we play some awesome bluegrass. It's one of my favorite things of all time. Can you tune into it from anywhere? Yes. They have a listen live link 
There you go, guys. You can uh-huh. tune in and listen to Kaylee and the Bluegrass Show if you like bluegrass. Absolutely. So if you could go anywhere in the world for vacation, where would it be? Oh, I really want to visit Ireland. That is a good answer. Ireland is cool. I think it looks really peaceful and serene, and I love it's that. It's like mystical almost. Yes. Like it's Like it's a far, far away they got magical land. <laughs> yes, yes. And I really love their accents, so... The landscape there is really cool, too. You get a lot of clouds over there. Mm-hmm. be good to photograph. Have you been? I want to. Ah. We have a, we have someone here at work that goes every year. Yeah. And I see their, I see her pictures all the time. I'm like, God, I got to get out there. Oh, I know. I would love to go. I know. Well, you ready to get into the career questions? I'm ready. All right. So what do you do here at Frontier Health? So I'm the Division Director of School-Based Services, and we have roughly about 80 staff, and that fluctuates throughout the year. We mm-hmm. are all the time adding positions, which is amazing. A lot of our schools are, are recognizing the need for mental health treatment inside the school. Right. So that's that's really awesome, and it's a great, fulfilling job. So that encompasses how many counties here? We're in eight counties and 13 school systems. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So where did your passion for children's services come from? Well, honestly, I had an experience when I was probably about 12 or 13. Uh-huh. We used to camp at a, a campground. We had an annual spot there, so we were there almost every weekend and had some buddies that I, you know, ran around with every weekend. We became really good friends, and we were playing hide-and-seek and saw these kids, and they were not in a good family situation right and I kind of saw all that go down as I was in my hiding spot for hide and seek Uh and then I remember our local sheriff actually camped with us small world right and I went and told him what I saw and I was just totally freaked out by you know not used to seeing that sort of domestic violence type situation and I remember that so vividly too even as a, a younger child because I was just so traumatized. Yeah, it's a big impact on you. Yeah, absolutely. And so the next thing I know, there's cops swarming, and apparently the dad was wanted, and oh wow, yeah, and all these things, and they had been looking for him, and they were actually hiding out in the campground. I remember after that, the mom and the kids stayed there for a month or so after, and I would see her out walking with them, and they just looked so happy and free, and things just changed for them, and I I caught myself all the time wondering about those kids and what happened to them and uh-huh. did they get help and you know I remember thinking who's going to help them you know right. who, who's going to be there for them and ever since then I've kind of had this passion to just be the person to help. That's a good that's a really good story. It's true I, I've never forgotten that one and I think that's what really drove me into this field. So getting into this field, can you explain what it is we do for the kids in school? Yeah, so we have mental health therapists in schools, and we also have student assistance counselors, and they basically just provide support to any student who needs it in our schools. They can do therapy right there from the school, so kids don't have to miss school, or if they have, you know, transportation issues with getting to the office, or they just need a little more frequent sort of services than they can get in an outpatient setting, or if they just need that check-in in between outpatient right. appointments. You know, we're there for all of that. Um, so roughly about how many times a year do kids come? Oh, man. It really depends. But our therapists will see usually anywhere from like 80 to 120 kids a month. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot more than I would have pictured. It is a lot, yes. And and you'd be surprised there's a lot of crisis in our schools with our, our students. That kind of leads me into my next question, which is, What are some of the challenges 
the children face in school? I think there's a lot of anxiety and depression out there. I think there's a lot of pressure uh-huh. uh, academically. I think some of these kids are dealing with things at home that, you know, they, they need somebody to talk to about that or they need somebody to process things with. It really depends on age, but, you know, a lot of our younger kids and middle school kids struggle with some social skills yeah, um, and some anxiety surrounding that. So, And then you, there's a lot of kids that want to be up to the, like, social standards. Absolutely. That's kind of hard, and that's big in high school. you got a lot of high school students that's like, you got to be this and you got to be that. Yeah. And so I think, you know, for us, it's about just being there and being that sounding board to help them process where they're at. You know, we never make recommendations or say, I think you should be this or I think you should do that. Right. It's more like, what do you think you should do? And then how would that feel if you did it? And we yeah. kind of question that and, and process and work through that with them for them to be able to figure out how they feel about a certain situation or who they want to be in life. Right. Yeah. So our kids reluctant to tell their parents everything and how does it benefit the kids to have a mental health professional in the school for them to be able to go to? Yeah, I think kids are sometimes reluctant to tell their parents everything. I know I was. I didn't want to tell my mom any you know, yeah. stuff I did. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think it's good for them to have someone in the school that they can go and talk to because obviously our therapists are very well trained in that if it's something a parent needs to know, right. you know, they're going to let them know and they're going to tell the student, hey, I've got to call your parent about this right. so that there's no mistrust there. Yeah, so parents aren't kept out of the loop, you know. No. However, if it's, you know, just something that they want to process and talk through and, and don't want to talk to their parents about, if it's not harming them or anyone else, yeah. then, you know, it is good to have that sounding board, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So what stigma is associated with having counselors in school? You know, a lot of parents can be kind of reluctant. Mm-hmm. So what what's some of the stigma they're probably seeing or fearing or seeing? Or Yeah, I think sometimes parents have fears about us being there because of lots of different reasons. One being, you know, what's my kid going to tell them? Are they going to, you know, say something they shouldn't? Or, you know, there, there's lots of different reasons. Am I the problem? Yeah. You know, kind of. Yeah. But I think, you know, as a parent, you have to kind of let go and, and trust that, you know, you've done a great job raising your kids and right. that they're going to make decisions on their own as they grow up. And and I think it's great for them to have somebody that they can trust to process things with and, you know, to talk things through with. And, you know, again, if there are issues that come up that parents need to know about, we definitely take that extra step. Right. Because we don't want parents to be kept in the dark on something big that's going on with their child. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we have kids sometimes that'll start coming to see us and they have this, you know, severe anxiety or severe depression. And we see that it's just, it's not getting better. They need further treatment or, you know, we're not exactly sure what's going on or, you know, they, they need some treatment that we can't give in the schools. Right. At those points when we start seeing that it's not a good situation, it's not getting better, you know, we will reach out to a parent and say, hey, they've been coming to see me. It's not going well. They're not getting better. Here's some things I recommend. I can help you with that, you know, navigate that process. And so I think for parents, they need to know that we're there for their kids and we're trustworthy and, you know, we're, we're going to act in the best interest of your student no matter what. Right. And we're going to let you know if there are things going on that you need to know about. Well, I know my daughter utilized it when she was in high school and she loved it. She could go talk to them once a month and you know, just kind of tell them what's going on. And they helped her process stuff that she was going through. And to be honest, it was stuff she didn't feel comfortable talking to us about, which is fine. Absolutely. Now, we thought it was nice to have somebody 
one, you're not getting billed for. Right. That they could go talk yeah. to as a parent. That's uh, that's pretty nice. Yeah, absolutely. And you're not having to check them out and take them to appointments. Right. And it's like right that. there in school. They can right. go do it. To me, as a parent, it was very beneficial to have. And it benefited her way more than we could have imagined. Absolutely. I have the same situation with my kids. You know, they mm-hmm. were um, elementary school. They had one of our staff in that school. And so the staff that was there called me one day and said that my oldest was very upset because his teacher announced like mid-school year that she was leaving oh, yeah. and she was taking another position somewhere else. And so he was very, very attached to this teacher and, and very upset. And she called me and she said, you know, he's just having a really bad day. And, and mm-hmm. he came down here and, and he was very tearful. And, you know, we talked about it. We processed through it. Um, and she said, you know, he, he, you know, got back on his feet and went back to class, was able to go and she said, I'm going to check on him a little later and see how he's doing, but I wanted you to be prepared for when he came home. You know, he may be upset and here's why, so that yeah. you could be prepared for that. And that meant so much to me as a parent, just, you know, being able to know what's going on with my kid at school right? and to be ready to have that conversation when he got home. Yes, my son kind of went through something similar, except his best friend, his uncle, was my son's bus driver. Mm-hmm. Well, he was in his 40s. Mm-hmm. And he actually passed away during the middle of school year. All the kids on the bus loved him. Mm. So it hit a lot of kids really hard. And I know the counselors at that school were working way, way more than they should have. But, you know, they were handling situations like that. And I know it helped my son at the time and helped the kids. And Absolutely. Stuff like that is hard on kids when they get attached to people. You know, I mean, it's hard on adults. Yeah, because that guy had been his bus driver since... You know, forever, because that's his route. Right. You know. Yeah, it, it's tough when you get used to seeing somebody and talking to them every day. And, and then it hits them hard, and they don't expect it to hit them hard, because they didn't realize how attached they were. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's nice to have that. For sure. All right, so did I leave anything out? I think you hit the high points. That's pretty much what we do in a nutshell. You know, we just want parents to be aware that we're there, and we're there to help, and we're not a threat at all, and, nope. you know, if, if there are things going on with your child, we'll, we'll let you know, you know, and, and we're going to take care of them just like they were our own. That's so right. I, I think if parents have any questions, you know, they're absolutely welcome to call any of our offices. They can put you in touch with me directly, and, and I'm happy to talk through services or, or right. if we're in your child's school. Welcome to Impact Stigma. We look forward to having you on as a co-host here. Thank you. I'm so excited about it. Full rest of the half of the season to get get through. We got some great guests, and and I think it's going to be a great rest of the season. All right, guys. So don't forget to go follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Amazon Music. And don't forget to go make an impact. Stigma can help make mental health problems worse and even stop a person from getting the help they need. Untreated mental illness places an enormous emotional and economical burden on our communities. Economic burden alone is in the billions and directly affects all of us. We all play a crucial role in creating a mentally healthy community, one that is inclusive, rejects discrimination, and supports recovery. For us at Impact Stigma, this is way more than a podcast. It is about igniting our communities, sharing our stories, and working together with listeners like you. We invite you to find out more about Impact Stigma on our website at impactstigma.com. One way you can make an impact right now is by sharing our podcast with your friends and family, because you never know when something we talk about might be the reason someone you love asks for help. Mental illness is not a personal failure. We can't do this without you. So if you feel inspired to get involved, 
First, subscribe to this podcast. Then go visit our website, impactstigma.com, and watch the video on how you can become an impact maker. Thank you for listening to Impact Stigma. We are so grateful you chose us. We want to thank our guest again for sharing your impactful story and doing your part to impact stigma. Join us next time as we enjoy some laughs and hear impactful stories. Until then, this work needs you to go make an impact.